Well, I thought that was the weed part. I was going to be like, oh, he's going to talk about how he's hitting his, his jewel. I don't own a jewel. Good, don't. Um, Unless you're talking about Caitlyn, because she's a gem. Yeah. Oh, oh. oh. Get out of here. Welcome to The Forecast, episode 135. The Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced, streamed, and sometimes released on Thursdays, depending on how I'm feeling. We are a community of people who love exploring <laughs> and discussing all kinds of things from video games and board games to film and TV to our everyday life experiences. If you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash thehorizonfb, or you can come hang out on our Discord channel, or you can check out our website, withhorizon.com. Bunch of new stuff there. Uh, one of those things, check it out, Discord and Signal, just shameless plug. Uh, we have also a bunch of other things for you to browse through, a whole bunch of old cool videos that we've done in the past. Additionally, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. I am Aaron, joined by a couple of additional peeps, and we're going in like, I know if you're listening to this, you can't tell the orientation of people's faces on Twitch, but we're going in like star tracing format. So here we go. I'm mm. Aaron. Owen. Hello, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Jake. Hello. That's me. Alex. I think it's funny that you pointed the wrong direction when you said Owen. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't point at all. I just raised my hands. See? Gotcha. There was only like, one w- arm on waving. screen. Waving. Sorry. I'm waving. Waving went, my arms. Oh, it's an audio podcast. This is, gonna <laughs> this is a really good intro yeah, for you, Alex. Yeah, this is great. Uh, Caleb. That's me. And Chad. I I'm drawing this triangle in my head. It's, it's not, not a really triangle, working. it's a star. That, <laughs> star, like, star. I'm drawing mm-hmm, a star mm-hmm. in my head, and it's just, it's not working. It's a very strange shape. <laughs> it's the closest I can come up with. Once you get to, like, the last few, like, like you can't really do the yeah, points anymore. Yeah, going from Chad to Aaron kind of messes up the entire star. Yeah, yeah, whatever. It's <laughs> it's it's pointless, guys. Don't worry about it. It's fine. This is audio cast. It's, it doesn't points. even matter. Wow, Alex. Wow, yes, it has points. Alex, speaking not of Not like you, the same points start. as a regular star, but it has points. Mm-hmm. Let's start, Alex, with your upgraded moment of silence, which I'm now I'm now calling Alex's generic commentary. Yeah. Hey, I want a space to be able to <laughs> say random stuff because yeah, I, mean, this is, I need yeah. it. Normally, you get like 30 minutes at the beginning of the podcast when you talk about all the it's games true. you play, but now yeah. we're going to add even more. Whatever. I would just put this in news if we didn't actually do it for a we segment. Got, we got but 200% more Alex this podcast. This is the Excellent. Star Citizen update hour. <laughs> For a minute. Thank you for drawing, Chad. <laughs> this is what the star looked like. It's actually kind of good. It's pretty close. I mean, there's a star as I in could there. Close as wow. I could get. Wow. Okay. Uh, tell star us about Citizen star update Citizen. time. Yeah. Um, I, just, I don't know. I randomly saw an article the other day that reminded me Star Citizen was still a thing. They recently passed like $351 million collected from people that don't have a product. And... They're only on alpha 3.12. No release in sight. I'm just at this point, I've been thinking a lot this week about like, will this game ever actually release? No. Will it ever be good? There's the big no. Will it? It'll release probably someday. The question is, what will come out first? Star Citizen or Donda? 
I don't even know what that is. I don't Donda. either. <laughs> he made it up. It's it's yeah. Kanye West's album that's been pushed back for like two straight years because oh. it's not good enough yet. I mean, he's a man of perfection, so yeah. I understand that. <laughs> it's true. Chris Roberts, I think, is just like bad at management. Maybe. I don't know. They, if you don't remember, they started the Kickstarter for this game in 2012. So, hold on, I'm gonna look up what the current uh, fundraising is right now. Or do you have that? I said 351 million dollars. I missed it. I missed it. I was like, that was like the whole point of the segment. No, it's totally. I don't listen to our podcast. I I really don't. I really don't. I I shut it off when Alex starts talking, and then immediately when we need to talk to somebody else, I turn it back on. It could have gone up since this article came out actually i wouldn't be surprised um but yeah like nine years in development and they have like an an alpha you can like walk around a hangar there's still no they still talk about squadron 42 which is the campaign that is going to be like a single player like story driven campaign that'll eventually come out someday allegedly allegedly yeah. allegedly i, I think it's doubts. interesting to think about it's a lot of money it's a lot of wasted money currently yeah. it could be good currently. it could come out and be good i mean it's, it's I hope never it gonna be as good as people need it to be i mean maybe it will spend be that much money on honestly it. i feel like that's Almost like the, the kickstarter curse like when you surpass a certain amount of money with all of your like you know stretch goals all of a sudden it's just like undeliverable yeah man sure. this article came out not too long ago and it's already significantly different 381 million dollars oh my gosh, why we're still giving them money as well. Yeah. 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 Oh, it's so ridiculous. Like, at this point, they... the, the issue is not that they don't have enough money. There's other issues going on. There I must think... be marketing campaigns or something where new people haven't heard of how long it's been in development, and that's oh, how no, they're man. getting more money. Man, that's the only... that is, those are very targeted marketing campaigns, considering yeah. it's been in development nine years. I have never once seen a targeted star citizen ad come my direction and i have never invested they have a crowdfunding timeline where you can break it down by month week day or hour of course they do i mean if you, that's what if they've you been break developing down, for nine years if you break it down by day all the points are above a hundred thousand a hundred thousand dollars a day <laughs> that's insanity wow yeah that's, yesterday they made a hundred and eighty nine thousand market aaron I mean, yeah, <laughs> I don't get it, man. I'm, I am at not this the target point, market. I'm actually wondering if it's like a scam, like it's almost like a scam at this point, right? Because like sure. they're incentivized to not release it at this point because they're just raking right. in so much money by continually developing this game. Right, right. Sure. And it's not necessarily like uh, money that's stuck in some crowdfunding source. This is like direct. No, it's, it's direct to them at this point. Right. So they could just invest yeah. it, make money off the money that's sitting there. Oops, sorry, guys. Game didn't come out. We'll refund well, you. I mean, even if you know we don't want to refund anyone, so you just dumped some piece of shit yeah. on Steam and be like, "There it is. We finished it. <laughs> Good thing you already paid for it, you idiots." Yeah. Gosh, that's so sad. I hope it's. I really hope for their sake it's good because if it fails, <sighs> it's gonna be some backlash. We're gonna have some YouTube videos with top Kickstarter scandals of. Oh yeah. The century, 100%. and that's gonna be like one of them. <laughs> yeah. There'll be lots of good, yeah, YouTube documentary, like mini documentaries about the downfall gonna... of 
Yeah. Oh yes, Star there's Citizen. gonna be like an Amazon special called like, <laughs> you know, like like a fire fest. They'll have one for yeah. Star Citizen where they like track the you know how where the money goes and how they've been working on it, but they're clearly not capable of developing anything. <laughs> um, let's talk about what you guys have been playing lately. And uh, Owen, we're gonna start with you this week. What have you been playing? Okay, so uh, I've still been playing some GTA, surprising absolutely no one. Um, a lot of what I've been doing now in the game has just been recreating cars from the Fast and Furious franchise, because why not? Yeah, uh, I mean, that is essentially <laughs> what this expansion is, right? Yeah, I, I that's pretty much what this expansion is. And also, I heard somebody uh, talk about how they were surprised. Um, oh, it was uh, Elijah Wood was on uh, Hot Ones, and he was talking about how he was surprised that GTA has never been made into a movie, and I was like, bitch, it's been made into nine. I don't know how... I, like, If you think about what would be the perfect Fast and Furious video game, it's just GTA. Like, we, We've done this. We, we're there. Um, so just been doing that, playing a lot of Divinity with Allison, because it's been a lot of fun. Uh, that would be Original Sin 1. Was um, it called 1? No, just, just original <laughs> sin. Original sin enhanced okay. edition. Okay. Um, okay. Surprising, even myself, I re-downloaded and was playing Apex today. I saw you playing Apex, and I was like, Weird. "What are going on right now?" I almost texted the group and was like, "Since when does <laughs> Owen play any battle royale?" <laughs> uh, a friend of mine messaged me and was like, "You want to play some Apex?" And I was like, "You know what? Sure." And you know what? I'm feeling good. I played like ten games today, and I won two of them. So wow, wow. feeling nice. good. I'm coming. Twenty percent win rate. Yeah, That's pretty freaking good. It was, it was in a, a battle royale. Pretty solid win rate in a battle royale. So I was like, oh, I'm not awful as this as, as much as I thought I was. So that was kind of. Were you just playing the battle royales, or did you try out the what the heck is that other mode called? Arena. The, the arena. Arena. Yeah. No, we started the arena so I could remember what all the controls were. Gotcha. Okay. We did like a couple rounds of the arena, so I'd be like, "Oh, this is how I do things," and then we did uh, the battle royales. Um, nice. So that was that was nice. Um, did you run also, into any hackers? No. No. Oh, that's a much better uh, games are hacked rate than Warzone. Why do you think people went from Modern Warfare over to <laughs> Apex? Oh, and were yeah. you? Was is there still duos in that game? That that's what we were doing. Yeah, we were okay, doing cool. Duos. cool. Uh, nice. Yeah, before my friend got on, I I did a a single by myself, and that was one of the ones that I won, which wow. was surprising because I, it was a triple, like it was it was like the the trio teams, and my teammate one of my teammates disconnected at the jump, and then the second one decided to fight a a one v three and died like right off the bat. And I was like, I'm not going to get any of your shit. I'm I'm going to be over here. I'm getting guns. Like I'm I'm not going to start a fight. Uh, and I like lasted all the way to the end. I had decent gear, and I was like, okay, there's probably like going to be another team or something. It was just another guy that somehow lived. It was another single. So it's just Same like scenario. a one v one. Wow. At the end, yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. And I beat him. And I was like, awesome. Uh, Are you sure this was... this wasn't like an Alex scenario where you're like, <laughs> oh, I freaking won, but it turned out it was bots. No bots. Valid was, question. It was, <laughs> I'm it was very no bots. sure. Yeah, it's, it's happened more than sure once, before. Actually. So yeah. many times with Alex. <laughs> the, the, they keep the on name getting was like better crypto... at naming bots. Okay, <laughs> unless unless the bot's name was like Crypto Hamster. I'm serious, something dude. Or other. The whatever generators they've been coming up with lately for bot names, they sound exactly like dumb people on the internet making <laughs> names for their characters. X four twenty. X four twenty. 
Oh yeah. Or maybe 100%. people are just becoming stupider and I think that's that's also a contributing <laughs> factor, yes. Yeah. I don't take it for granted anymore. I t- when I was playing Splitgate, I texted Chad to make sure that <laughs> it was bots or people I, I and really it was bots. Need to know. You had to know. I'm losing really badly. Are these bots that good or am I playing against real people? <laughs> no, I was wrecking everybody. I was no, like, there's no yeah, way. There's no mm-hmm. way. Mm-hmm. I texted Chad. <laughs> Uh, He's like, yeah, the first 10 games is bots, so that's like, okay, cool. Uh, <laughs> cool, 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 cool. And then uh, last thing that I've been playing is uh, I've been trying to get back into some Pokemon Go. been walking around trying to do some raids and Outside? get back into it. Yeah. <laughs> no, he's walking around in his living room. It's <laughs> weird. Uh, I mean, also, the, the fact that they increased the... Uh, or they reverted back to the pandemic distances definitely make it mm-hmm. a lot easier to get back into and play more. That's nice. 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 Yeah. Nice. Uh Jake John Jim. What have you been playing? That's me, Jake John Jim. Yeah. Jim. Uh, so Yeah, I go yeah, keep Jim. adding J names. Okay. Yeah. We're gonna get there. Uh Psychonauts 2 came out like two days ago. Uh so I, I was streaming that for like three hours yesterday. It's uh it's really, really good. Uh it's I mean, I wasn't really sure what to expect. You know, the first game came out like fifteen years ago. Yeah. Uh, so it was kind of like, can they do it again? And so far, I think they have. Uh, the writing's really funny, which is, you know, the thing that seems most likely to go wrong. Uh, the platforming's really tight. The combat is much better than the first game. Uh, you know, the style's good. Uh, they kept... Psychonauts, right, PS2 game, it was very cartoony, not very, like, HD. So, like, you know, updating that, you kind of worry you're going to lose the character. But I think they did a really good job of making it look good while retaining kind of the cartoony style of the first game. Yeah, it looks like it really matches that style. Yeah. No, I... It it almost looks like it's, like, run through an AI upscaler. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it, it might be from the original because it's like really nice high resolution but like low poly like ps2 looking models yeah Yeah. it's it is crazy how much fun i had with it um so i'm really looking forward to playing more of it i'm gonna keep streaming it Um, i'll stream again tomorrow i watched a bunch of the vod i didn't i couldn't catch it yesterday when you were alive but i watched a bunch of the vod and how excited you were about things that were coming back made me excited about it <laughs> and i actually never i never played the original is the oh, sad really? part really? so I, I like didn't get a lot of the references so now i'm like man should i like emulate the original or something and play it yeah. and then honestly like, you should yeah. recommend it it's yeah there's even really there's a game. steam version that's I oh is it really good yeah okay yeah i think i've played it yeah i've played it I have it's, to look into it's that good. then but it's oh man speaking of that i guess i'll touch on some of that stuff uh, so there were these collectibles in the first game that were kind of, I feel like they were kind of divisive, called figments, like figments of your imagination. And it was just like a collectible. They were all over the goddamn place. There were like hundreds of them. And it was like kind of too much. So I was like, those are going to get cut, but they're back. Uh, there was also like emotional baggage, which was another thing. You had to like find a tag and take it to the bag. And you would like get a little, they would like do a little song and they would go away. And I was like, that's too cumbersome. They're going to cut that, <laughs> but that's back. So it's, it, yeah, like Alex said, it's been really cool to see everything come back, but everything also kind of like updated for a new generation. We'll see. We'll see if it sticks the landing. You know, I'm only like one ish level in, maybe two if you count the tutorial. Uh, but yeah, so far, so good. Uh, I have also been playing Boyfriend Dungeon, which I think mm-hmm. you guys talked about last time. Yeah, I oh, roughly, did. yeah. Okay. 
I I'm almost done with it. I think I'm done all of like the the gameplay stuff, like all the dungeon crawly stuff. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I just I wanted to share. My coworker watched me stream this once, and he described this game as The Sims plus Call of Duty Nazi Zombies. Excuse me. Which is the worst description I've ever heard. <laughs> That's that sounds like Aaron. Is are you? Yeah, yeah I was about to say. Are you sure it wasn't Aaron? I, mean, <laughs> I hate you all. <laughs> Is Aaron um, your friend? Okay. Yeah, it was Aaron. I work with Aaron secretly. But yeah, no, it's um I actually I had more fun with this than I expected. I thought it would be kind of like a dumb visual novel that I play. You know, where it's like it's fun in like a goofy way, like I have fun with it, but it's not like a good game. But like the combat is I think tighter than I expected. It's got a really <laughs> nice like persona-esque kind of system where you like you go hang out with them in the real world, which gives you buffs for the dungeon, and then use them in the dungeon to unlock more moments with them in the real world. So it's kind of like a very nice feedback loop where like you, you play with the weapons you like, which lets you hang out with them more, which makes them better in the dungeon, which is really, really cool. Uh, the writing again, better than I expected. I feel like this kind of stuff can end up really cringy. Uh, and I think for the most part, it's good. There, there are some that aren't great. There's a character who I think is supposed to be college age, but seems like they're about 12 years old, which makes me really uncomfortable. Oh, no, don't oh, no. don't like that. I'm always like, you got to go. You got to get out of my game, <laughs> you weird child. But yeah, no, I think uh, it's really cool. Uh, I was always worried the gameplay would be really clunky because it was at PAX, at the PAX. Yes. Place, right? Yeah. When we played this at PAX, an earlier build, and it's not it's not great. You know, I, I wouldn't call it amazing, but I, I I had more fun with it than I did when we played it at PAX. Okay. Uh, is really all I can say. Yeah, uh, so, maybe that's just context or whatever. I saw on this the Steam page. There's one of the characters is a cat, which yes. I think is pretty funny. Yeah, I was and very then, surprised about the cat showing up. Also, like at the very bottom of the description, it's like, don't worry, there's no like weird romance <laughs> stuff with the cat. Yeah, you you do not <laughs> fuck the cat, <laughs> which is good. But yeah, no, it's just good. Have been catastrophic. Who are you going after? Who is like your, your weapon of choice? Uh, Valeria the dagger. Yeah. I think this game has a problem because she's the most powerful weapon and also the coolest character. Yep. Which is kind of weird. You know, you'd think you would try to make everyone kind of cool, but she's kind of the coolest in every way, shape, and form. Part of the like, whatever rose group, yeah. which was really neat. Yeah, I I mean, right, there's also, like, there's, like, a businessman, and he's, like, a rapier, and he's really boring. There's a dude who's, like, a scimitar, but he's, like, a weird scimitar, and he's, like, a gross kind of club guy. I didn't like him at all. Then there's yeah. the 12-year-old, didn't like him. The cat's fun, but <laughs> you can't fun. date the cat, <laughs> so it's, like, wasting my time here. <laughs> what about, what about, like, the K-pop guy? Yeah, he, I don't like him either, really. <laughs> There's yeah, like a, a an lot of... idol, and he just kind of doesn't seem to give a fuck, which is like, oh, okay, but maybe someone's into that. I'm not. Yeah, I, I felt like a lot of the other options, like there was like obviously like one or two options they put a lot of effort into, and you're like, oh, like these are really cool. And then kind of everybody else, you're just like, why would you choose these people? Like they, there's nothing interesting about their character that you would want to date them. They all kind of seem either there or assholes. And you're like, yeah. no. Well, and, and some of the weapons, like the scimitar, right? It can do like bleed damage, but everything dies on like five hits, anyways. 
It's like, what the hell do I need bleed damage for? Just I'll just hit him again, right? Like, yeah. And the dagger does a billion damage, hits really hard, and can stun people. That's all I need, dude. <laughs> Seems really good. And if you stun someone, you can get an upgrade where when they're stunned and you hit them, you crit them. Nice. So you kill them in like two hits. <laughs> Why would I need bleed damage? <laughs> Fucking stupid. Yeah, I agree. I also, and, and like Jake is, is, you're paused and we, we briefly discussed this. The reason why you're paused I, is, oh, yeah. is a problem I have with this game. Because I, I think that it's a good game. But it is very weird that, A, you have to talk to a specific person who is an asshole. Yeah, and he's, have, he's actually the worst. Like, by design, the worst. Yeah, he is designed to be, like, the worst human being imaginable. And you have to talk to that person. You can't just ignore their text messages or whatever. You have to talk to them in order to progress through the storyline to get to the ending. Which I was like, this seems kind of bad. It also seems bad that they don't mention that you have to talk to him. The, I figured it out because I heard people complaining about the, about having to talk to him on other like forums and stuff, and I was like, "Huh, that seems weird. I wonder why." And then I got to where Jake is, where it's just like, "You finish the two dungeons, you don't have anything else to do, and it doesn't tell you what else to do." And then you're just like, "Oh, I guess I just have to respond to this douchebag's text messages to eventually get to the final boss." Yeah. Um, and that just seems kind of uh, poor game design in general. Yeah, it seems like if it's going to be forced, like, force me to do it. Yeah, it's it just, it's it just like, A, it forces you to do it. And also in a game that's like very, they very much are trying to be sensitive to people's um triggers and things like that they're like very much like oh hey you know if you don't want to get text messages from your mom we can turn that off before the game starts and like here's some trigger warnings and things about like you know that there's some creepiness and things that happen in this game and some you know like passive aggressive things and some kind of rape culture stuff and i'm like okay cool thank you for all these warnings but then why do you make me live through this like it it just seems weird that if you have all of these other things there, why is this such a main component of the game? Right. Yeah. Uh, but otherwise, solid pickup, and I would strongly recommend it because it's a lot of fun, and the writing is very funny, at least I thought so. Yeah, I'll agree with that. Uh, the, the last thing I've been playing, uh, so backing up to give this a little context, I've been playing platformers, kind of passively lately it's kind of become like my go-to like i have an hour to kill let me just pick up a platformer and play uh mm -hmm. so i picked up the i've had the crash bandicoot insane trilogy for a long time yeah, and yeah. i finally went through and played Crash one crash bandicoot original well the remake i guess whatever i'd never sure. played it before and that never. game never no never had a ps1 started at ps2 that game's annoying that game's yeah. really fucking <laughs> frustrating huh? yeah yeah, um, when you have to run towards the camera, that thing is that's I, so terrible. I don't know who ever thought that was a good idea. Oh, it's good. Get out! No, of here. it's bad. That part is actually bad. That's not those, even the difficult part. I was those are actually those aren't the problems I had issues with either. I feel like they're just sometimes the levels just get really hard, and you have like three lives. The freaking the dumb like rope bridge rope levels. Bridges. Oh my gosh, this is <laughs> are ridiculous. So honestly, with the remake, you I feel like they should have just been like, hey, do you like just want infinite lives? 
<laughs> like, do you not want to waste your time with this bullshit of, like, getting halfway through a level, hitting the hard part, dying three times, and then having to start the whole thing again? Mm. I'm surprised they didn't just do that just so that people could play through story mode, because they're, I mean, this came out for people just to play again. It's not yes. like they're, I mean, I right? would guess they're not introducing Crash Bandicoot to a whole new family of oh. fans. You know what? Mm -hmm. They made a fourth game, right? Technically a different right. studio, but whatever. Crash 4 came out, and it yeah. has the option. Do you want infinite lives? Or do you mm -hmm. want, like, classic mode with lives? Which, no, nobody wants that. It's terrible. <laughs> we stopped doing it for a reason. But yeah, like, that oh game... There's also there's a level you unlock after you beat it that's like the level that wasn't originally included in the game because they thought it was too hard and they took it out. I don't honestly and that, credits that rolled level, and I was like, not I'm not even gonna look at this. <laughs> that level's dumb. Like I didn't finish it. I was like, no, this is it. We're done with this game. Also, I I don't know if this is just me being bad with analog sticks, but there are several times where like the game's kind of 2D. Like, you're running from left to right, yeah. so it might as well be 2D. But, like, I'll just cheat a little too far forward, and Crash will just fall off the front. And I'm like, <laughs> why? Why? Why was this even in 3D? Just make it 2D! Oh, my God. <laughs> so not as good of experience as playing the other two from the Insane Trilogy. I have not. I haven't really played. I played a little bit of 2 and 3. I didn't okay. want to talk. I have a lot of thoughts on platformers <laughs> and I, I had two other games i want to talk about so i wasn't gonna like alex it up and just talk like <laughs> oh, brutal. So, so i'll true. circle back to it but yeah crash one very frustrating some levels are really fun but mostly i felt like it was really frustrating all right alex uh don't pull in alex don't alex it up uh it is your turn though tell us about what you've been playing lately I have to add like six things to this list, I guess. <laughs> oh God, I don't know. I I play a little bit of Blightbound with Cassie and Caleb. That game came out in 1.0 like a couple months ago, mm -hmm. and it's three player. It's like a side scrolly beat 'em up RPG thing. You collect minimal amounts of loot that you can put on your characters in between dungeons. So I wouldn't really call it like a Diablo-like. Right. Uh, it's three separate character classes that have unique abilities that kind of like sync together. So that's kind of fun. I'm playing is it a Meiji guy. Three player with four classes. It is mm, no. three player with three classes. <laughs> I would be so mad. <laughs> I'm playing a Meiji dude that like can put shields on people and heal. So like my class that I play usually. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. I'm playing uh, rogue, cat my class I play usually. Yeah. You got like a sm smoky stuff that turns us invisible. Yeah, smoke bomb. Yeah. Smoky stuff. I think or it's just smoke daggers. probably. <laughs> yes. Well, it's smoky green. Stuff. It's green, so it's, it's like... green smoke bomb. Weirdly enough, mm -hmm. you can produce green smoke. green smoke. I know this is crazy. I don't know, I don't know man. You remember those little like... It's not uh, natural. Small... It's not God smoke. No, no, no. You remember those small <laughs> balls you could buy during like 4th of July when you were a kid and you'd light yeah. them and they do all those different colors? Yeah. One of them was green. I have no yes. idea what you're talking about. You have, I know exactly seriously? what you're talking about. No you know idea what I'm talking about? They're like color really? smoke balls. That's all they are. Yeah, it's like yeah. a pack no of like eight, eight small. They look like Alex I don't and know, I cherry bombs. They, 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 they look like cherry bombs. <laughs> we were sheltered when it came to fireworks. So. <laughs> Wait, did you guys have the like the little snakes? It was like a teeny tiny little black puck. 
and you light one in, and yeah. it just like expands until it's Those a full so snake. Weird. No, it is. We're talking so about. Oh my god! Really? <laughs> you don't know what that is. We weren't from no the country. Idea. We had the little wispy things that you throw at the ground and they'd pop. Oh, you don't throw that at the ground. You throw that but, at people. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I guess, I guess. that it evolved into that usually. Or you just like put pressure on them until they snapped in your fingers. Oh, I never did, you did ever that. Toss did. one in your Jesus. mouth and bite down. Oh okay, God. no. What's that's awful. <laughs> he was a maniac. You should have imagined growing up with that. I was a maniac child. That was for like sure. that was like the extent of. Are I mean, the sparklers, okay? that and sparklers, and then like professional fireworks shows, and then that one oh, time we went man. to Maine when we went and bought fireworks. That's like you the only guys other time. Missed out. You, you never like fountains or. Yeah, no, like no, the, no, little, the little like tanks or cars that you'd like fire off and they just like scoop. <laughs> Those are always a little fun. Yeah. What? I think the key here is you never had an experience with a bottle rocket war where mm. you like get some PVC pipes with a cap and you light one and you toss in the PVC and then you aim it at somebody like a bazooka. Bottle Once rocket again. What about the Sounds handles, very dangerous. Oh, yeah, dude, it's we, incredibly dangerous. Uh, one time we did it across a pond. <laughs> we're just like hiding behind trees and shrubs and rocks and like launching. Oh, well, at least was. there was a pond Oof. there. I mean, oh, yeah. like don't worry. Very sure. few of those bottle rockets are going in the pond. Most of them yeah. make it How across. How did we get here? I don't know. Roman candles. The only thing I ever heard about Roman candles, every time they got brought up was, you know, every year people lose fingers. To a having Roman, Roman candle? Having Roman candles fight because yeah. they like misfire and explode out of like side and the side, finger goes, yeah. goes off. Oh, and I'm like, great. Never holding those with my bare hands. Like always once a year, in your bare hands. Once a year before July Fourth, I always see a, like a shower thoughts on Reddit where somebody's like, approximately six hundred and fifty-four people are not going to have a single finger left on their right hand by the end of Fourth of July. And they just wow. don't know it yet. Right? Wow. Yeah, awful. awful. I like how we had those factoids given to us, but then hey, you're in elementary school. Go climb a volcano for a field trip. No problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's good times. <laughs> so Kayla's character can make green smoke. Yeah, that's that's how we got here. Green smoke, green smoke. All right. Cassie's is like a tank. She can like shield and stuff, and she turns into a big boy with her old. So I thought turns into a big boy. Wow, literally think... turns into a bigger version of herself. The combat, pretty fun. Oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, base the, combat's pretty good. The the structure I think is it could get old. We haven't really played a ton of it, but I think it could get old because it wants you to run the same missions over and over. Yeah. With like varying levels of difficulty and collecting loot and stuff like that. Um, it seems like the missions are actually identical when you run them. Yeah. Not like, you know, procedurally generated or anything. But bosses are pretty neat. Designs are kind of like uh, soulsy, dark soulsy, like weird grim creatures of darkness and tentacles. Um, <laughs> The only issue we had was like occasionally just we wouldn't be able to ready up and we would have yeah. to like all restart the games or switch hosts or something. It was just broken. Yeah, we could, just couldn't start a level because somebody can't. The host usually couldn't ready up. Super weird. Is it? You'd think it'd be fixed by now, but. But in general, well, a lot I think of complaints I'd... about it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like that's kind of been the case with several multiplayer games we've been playing recently. Yeah. Descent. Yeah. <clears throat> names one yeah. <laughs> in general i think i'd recommend that game though i bound uh cool. i've also been playing a bunch of jelly break deluxe on the new wednesday co-op streams we've been doing yeah. that looks awesome it does look pretty cool yeah so first of all we're 
me and Cassie have been doing co-op streams. I think the plan is to continue like Wednesday afternoons doing some some sort of co-op game. Uh as long as she finds childcare. Mm, nice. Um and yeah, we've been playing Jellybrick Deluxe. It's a two-player 3D platformer. And it's it's cooperative in nature, so you, you are two different colors of this jelly that you're running around with. And you can hop on top of each other and you form like a little mini tank thing. So the top guy can shoot and the bottom guy is controlling movement. And you have a button that if you both hold, you swap places. And then there's a bunch of mechanics built around that swapping mechanics. So like there's platforms that only the green guy can stand on or only the orange guy can stand on. Jump pads that work the same way. Um, just a lot of like midair swapping to be able to land on a platform and not fall through. That sort of thing. Uh, kind of reminiscent of Joggernauts a little bit. Except for like way less chaotic, way less chaotic. Like Joggernauts is is like impossible. This game is like it feels like a nice level of challenge. I think hmm. I was watching some of what you guys were streaming. And when you swap like somebody I'm watching it, somebody's like jumping from one platform to another and the next mm-hmm. platform needs to be the other character. But most of the time that's happening, I feel like the other character is like shooting backwards. So it felt like when you swapped all of a sudden, your midair jump—you'd like start moving the opposite direction because that yeah. character was pointed that way with the gun. Yeah, it's definitely like being able to get your brain to switch modes to "oh, I'm not shooting, I'm moving now" is kind of hard. And then there's a lot of times where I'm like, I'll realize like, "Oh, I'm just I'm not moving. I'm shooting this direction that we're moving, but I thought I was moving, but I'm not." <laughs> or like, you know, I'll forget that. Oh, I I we just swapped to me. Like I gotta move off this platform that's about to fall, otherwise we're going to die. And it's just like... It's it's such an impasse to get your mind to switch over. It's so weird. <laughs> but that game's a lot of fun. Uh, there's like collectible little dudes in each level, so you gotta collect like the three little guys. And those paths are optional, and usually like more challenging than the base level, so I think I like that sort of system. Where you have like the ability to give yourself a little bit more challenge. Yeah, overall, highly recommended. I think for two players. I think you can also play it single player, but that sounds way lamer. Sounds really it does easy. sound lame because you're already coordinating everything. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I honestly, if you could play it single player and they had to, they switched the sticks on you, <laughs> like. You know, the orange guy was always the left stick, regardless if he was shooting or jumping, and the right guy or the green oh, guy was always mm. the right stick. And so it swapped you midair instead of just that'd yeah. be so hard. Yeah. That'd make See, it that, difficult for sure. That might be cool. Uh Caleb, how about you? What have you been playing? Well, last time I talked about all these Metroidvanias I played, right? Obviously on a Metroidvania kick again. What? No. So I played a couple more. I wasn't a really big fan of either one, but I thought I'd bring them up. The first one is called Record of Lodos War, Deedlit in Wonder Lab- Labyrinth. Oh, Dash that wasn't good. Name. Yeah, that wasn't good. <laughs> Deed- uh, what is Deedlit? Well, so Deedlit is the name of the character, it turns out, that you play oh, as. Terrible. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> yep, yep. Deedlit, that's their name. People call him Deed, I think, most of the time, seems like. Mm-hmm. This game must be in some world or series that is well known. Because as you're playing through it, you'll meet a character, and the main character will be like, oh, that's so-and-so. And I'm like, I don't have any, I've never met this person. Well, I have no idea who they are. They don't even say their name half the time. They're just like, oh, look, it's the, it's the tavern guy who you can gamble with. 
don't know. Why can you gamble in that game? No idea. <laughs> it's very Castlevania-like, so kind of slower combat than I usually like, and very lacking in impact. You just kind of flail your weapon around. So not terribly enjoyable combat for me. And it's like a... The, a 90s anime. It's a 90s anime? Yeah. Record of Lodoff's War is? <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, I picked it up because it had really good reviews. and uh, Weird. You know, I like Metroidvanias. But, I mean, it's, it's just kind of subpar in general. Yeah. It's not that great. Uh, I had the, kind of the same experience with Momodora, Reverie Under the Moonlight. Saw a bunch of good reviews about that. Picked that up a while back. Finally tried it out. It's just, the only problem with Momodora is it's just kind of an older game. So it just doesn't have a lot of the modern stuff that I like in mm. Metroidvanias. Mm-hmm. So it just doesn't feel as good anymore. I imagine when it first came out, it was probably awesome. Just just kind of dated now. And then I didn't have any more Metroidvanias to play. So I uh, found some other games to play. I got this one, Unbound Worlds Apart, back to it a while back. It's a puzzle platformer. I see that smile. Puzzle <laughs> platformer, uh, where the whole shtick is you can summon a portal to a different world. And it basically makes a big circle around your character that just stays there as you move on that represents a different world where various things have been changed. So you like run up to a stone that you can't pass through, you change the world, and there's nothing there on the other side, so you can just walk past it. Or it'll change like a watery area into walkable ground, things like that. As you get later in the game, it adds mechanics to the different worlds. So in one, the gravity is flipped. You kind of have to bounce back and forth through various areas. And another one, it freezes time within the area. You got to kind of like move along these moving platforms and freeze them at the right time to get to a different spot, stuff like that. So it, it adds some pretty complex and interesting platforming mechanics. It's actually pretty good nearing the end. It's really easy at the start. Kind of boring, easy. But the difficulty picks up. I think it's pretty interesting. Cool. It's also got a really pretty art style. And um, last thing I played... Oh, go yeah, ahead. Go ahead. No, no, you're good. You're good. You're good. Go, go, go. Last you're thing good. I played was this game called Nowhere Profit. The tactical kind of card battling game. Like, it plays out your minions and activate abilities on them and stuff. It's got some interesting mechanics where if a card gets defeated, it gets wounded, and then it costs less to play but has less health later, and if it ever gets killed a second time, you lose it permanently. So like As you're traveling through the overworld, you're trying to pick up these cards, these people, and trying to uh, build up your deck while also losing people during fights. So it's kind of a, an interesting push and pull kind of thing as you travel through the overworld. That part's kind of neat, but the actual gameplay... I think just that system is not something I enjoy, like placing minions and having them fight each other. So it it was fine, just fine. Yeah, you, it's you a played a lot of too, so you played a lot of just fine or less than fine games. This Unbound was pretty Fortnite. good. The others were all fine or less, mm, less than yeah. fine. Gotcha. Well, it wasn't a great couple weeks of games. Sure, mm. <laughs> rough. Too bad. Chad, did you have a great couple weeks of games? Here and there. Depends. <laughs> you know. 
<laughs> uh, depends if you're talking about Dota or not. True. So, uh, picks up Tribes of Midgard, and it is a Viking kind of like town protector builder, like going out questing. It's weird. It's it's a worse version of Valhalla. Oh, or Val uh, Valheim. Yeah, yeah, that one. Um, I, I don't know. It's like maybe if I play with like multiplayer or co-op like it might be a little better you like collect souls every time you kill something and then you can like upgrade your town that way the souls um <laughs> true <laughs> <laughs> it's it's weird because when it, when i first saw it uh I, it was back when i was for some reason uh looking up tower defense co-op games why i don't know I think we were talking about tower defense games and we're like, well, what, you know, is that one co-op? I think there was one free on Epic at one point and then somebody asked if it was co-op and then I started doing research in the co-op tower defense games and then this one came up, which you can play with 10 people. So it's, it seems really cool and maybe something we could try out for the uh, 24 hour stream Yeah, oh, for okay. a little bit. So $20 price tag. So that depends on how well the game actually is uh it's got some nice reviews though so i mean my my review could probably expand once again if i played multiplayer um, yeah my uh, i've got a my friends that were playing apex all were playing that before apex and they were like oh hey we're gonna do apex later but like yeah they were playing it and they seemed to really like it yeah there is because there's like random camps you can walk up on and then you can loot stuff and and you can choose the path of like do you want to run swords? Do you want to run axe? Are you going to be an archer? Are you like kind of you can craft like your character? Like. <laughs> <laughs> you can craft your character into like the direction that you want to go and, and upgrade uh kind of like New World. Um Yeah, so I mean I don't know. I like once again, if I played with some friends and, and played a little bit more, because I, I only played like a half an hour to an hour of it to actually check on Steam. Uh I didn't play much. 37 minutes, exactly. So, I didn't really get a good taste of it. Yeah. But from what I actually played, like, it seems interesting, and if I played more of it, I would have a better yay or nay on it. Anywho, moving on. We had family game night with my parents last night, and I suggested that we play Raft. Yeah. I played that game way back when it came out in, like, 2018. And it was literally just you're on a raft and you're just building. I played with Travis actually, and he quit on me and never came back and, mm-hmm. and dropped off Face <laughs> Planet. So too was, soon, too soon. You know. Anyways, uh, it's weird because you start on this like four uh, two by two. So there's like four squares that you start on, and then there's a bunch of debris. You're hooking stuff out of the water, getting uh, wood, plastic, scrap, etc. Uh, and then you have this like progression of uh, a research table. Uh, because I mean, it's a survival crafter, and without a research table, how are you supposed to expand your you know craft abilities? Right. Um, of course. You have food and water that you have to get, uh, and so you're fishing. Or um, they've they've added a lot actually. There's the islands used to be super tiny, and you can literally see to the other side of the island as soon as you pull up with your raft. Uh, but now they're like they're giant. We, I got lost on some uh, because of how big they were. Alex actually died on one yesterday. And it took me forever to find him. Funny story about that is Alex and I jump off onto the island. Alex dies. I'm thinking the the anchor... Well, actually, we didn't anchor. I'm thinking that the um the boat was stuck enough to where we could just, like, we're relaxing. We're cool. Like, it'll be, it'll be there when we come back. 
I hear Alex is dead. My father goes, oh, he's dead. Let me go find him. And he jumps off the boat. So now it's just my mom on the boat. And then she goes, where are you guys? I'm drifting away. Oh, no. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, gosh. And so uh, I was like, all right, what you got to do is you got to drop the sail. And you got to angle the sail towards the island to where you're, you're going to be pushed towards the island. And she's like, there's no sail. I'm like, how's there no sail? There should be a sail there. And then she's like, it's wanting me to place it down. I'm like, how did you pick it up? You literally would have had to hold X to get rid of it. Like, that doesn't make any sense. Uh, and so my father ended up getting back on the boat, grabbing the sail, throwing it down, and directing it back to, like, kind of back to us. But because the current is so strong, can't actually make it back to the island. So I had to carry Alex all the way through the water, like, a good distance to get back onto the boat. And the shark didn't attack us. Pretty cool. Family game night is a little rough sometimes. What? <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Loren, I mean, I'm not usually into survival crafters, and I think this kind of follows the same formula. It's it's kind of interesting for now, at least, because I one the hook mechanic is really good, so that that's fun to like stuff out of the water as it passes you and two i i don't know i like the idea of it you're like building a base but also you're always moving and exploring at the same time like instead of just being like rooted to the space that you've started making stuff you're constantly moving anyway that's kind of cool yeah uh we'll see how it goes as, as we get further into it another thing that i i haven't played too extensively to a point where like I know if this is true or not but there is a space that you can create that is a literal net and that net will now act as your hook to grab the scrap and debris and stuff where mm. you no longer have to focus on grabbing the materials it'll just come to you and so it's it's different than most uh, survival crafts because you know, you always have to go out and find the material. This, you're just going to hover over like a Hoover vacuum and just suck up all of the the debris. And then you're going to go around in that circle that you built, or if you built it in a line, and just grab it real quick. And then you're able to build whatever you want from that. The only things that you need to go and look for is like clay or sand or stuff like that to where it's more, more extensive for your building. But to to build your base, like the the what is it? The monotonous stuff of like, I need to put like some more floor down. Now we need to go cut down like several hundred trees in order to get the wood in order to build my. You, you don't have to. Mm. There's there's not that involved in this. The Valheim moment where we planted like hundreds of trees and then <laughs> harvested them that one time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Spark spark notes quickly. Uh everything will just come to the nets you don't really have to find all the scraps that are you need to build your base like in you know Valheim you have to go cut down a bunch of trees that doesn't happen in this story it makes the game pacing a little bit faster I think that's probably what you missed anyways moving on Raft is cool I think Raft is also very cool for newer players that haven't played a survival crafter before because it's not punishing um so you're able to kind of do your building um I think my parents feel important because they always have material and they're like, what do you need? You need, you need, you need uh, plastic, you need wood. All right, here you go. And then they'll like throw it out and then I'll like go and build something or, 
you know, I'll, I'll for like Alex kept making me force them to build something to where they can learn how to do some of the stuff. So it's a really cool game. Um, I'm, I'll be excited to see how far we could act, actually get in it before people get bored of it. Mm-hmm. I feel like Alex. that's just kind of the case with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I feel like that's just kind of the case with survival builder crafters yeah. in general. Like at some point, it's just like, all right, this has run its course. Time to move on to something else. There is actually an end game to this that you can reach. So I, I think that's pretty cool. Um, kind of the, the same following of uh, Valheim where you actually have a specific goal you're trying to reach. Uh, within this, you're actually trying to reach a specific island in order to explore it and like save yourself from this constant drifting or something like that. That's cool. Other than that, just spamming a lot and when I say a lot, like a lot of Dota. Every day. A lot. Sometime between yeah. 3.30 and 3.58 p.m. I get to just get a text from chat. <laughs> now it's not even a text. He just <laughs> likes a previous comment of mine where I've said, D? Question mark? <laughs> I must be like, yeah. It's like 2 p.m. And everybody jumped on the channel. I'm like, what is people doing? We got to play Dota, Caleb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know what Tuesday. has Have happened. You, have you looked at the heat map on Dota Buff for your play? Because there's like, it's like full of colors and then it like slowly dies out and then it's kind of nothing for like two years and then it's like full of colors all of a sudden again. <laughs> <laughs> You're talking about Pretty me funny. Or, or Caleb's? Anybody, any of the three of us uh, that have started playing a lot again. Yeah. I was yeah. actually texting Travis uh, today. Well, actually I texted him yesterday because he said something and I said, come play Dota. And oh, I remember what it was. I texted him about Guild Wars because it's the uh, actually in two days it's the ninth year anniversary of it and so I texted him and said Guild Wars ninth year anniversary and then I said where's your credit card uh, because <laughs> you know that's a, a whole inside joke of him needing a credit card in order to get his uh, serial key back from ArenaNet because that's how they do their security but he his credit card got fraud and he switched his credit card and he didn't have that credit card and for like <laughs> months i was even years probably i was telling him to find his credit card uh so then he said he felt old and then i said come play dota we started playing that in 2013 and he's like we started playing that in 2013 and this whole thing so yeah january 5th 2013 is my first match i had a conversation with travis and he told me that he thought dota was going to be the last game that we all ever played like, because we got really into Dota, and then that would go for a while, and then everybody would be old enough that we would, like, move out of video gaming yeah, <laughs> into, like, real life. And so he thought that it was eventually going to, Dota was going to fade, and everybody else was going to stop playing video games. And That would require any one of us to grow up. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. Sounds dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> sounds boring. The only yeah, person right. that did that was Travis. Yeah, it sounds <laughs> yeah. like what Travis did. <laughs> And oh, anyone good. listening who doesn't know Travis, this is this is gonna be good content. <laughs> yeah. Is he still listed on the? Uh, I think so. He got taken off. He is, yeah. so. Oh, he did get taken off. Oh. Yeah, I think he got oh, taken well, off. Never oh, forgetting. <laughs> he's uh actually he's he's the one that did the most successful YouTube video on our channel. Mm, true. That's true. Oh yeah. True. <laughs> yeah, we still get comments on that. People saying, "Oh, yep. you say it's free, but you have a hammer. Did you steal a hammer? And Did you get like, all these power <laughs> tools? It's not free." Calm oh down. my gosh. <laughs> Anywho, I don't um, know if something has like either just me just being able to slow down and read and not just want to play a shooter, or or what has clicked with me in Dota, but like. I feel like I am so much better at it now than I used to be. And 
it's just way more fun, especially because I'm actually like, I have, I guess, a role that Aaron and Alex usually don't play, or like we can play hand in hand. And so it's like really fun not to just try to be like carry every single time and then like force somebody out of carry. I bet it's all those hours of Pokemon Unite. Yeah, probably. That's gotta be it. That's definitely it. Well, you still run into the same bad eggs on that or bad apples on yeah. that game. Like, it's just, man. Honestly, We've I had... wish we just had a group of five that we played with again. It, it, it really sucks to have to play, uh, you know, competitive games where you're playing on teams like that with a bunch of randos, especially yeah. when it's it's a 45 minute commitment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know, you know nothing about playing a team game without anybody else. That's <laughs> fucking weird. Uh, Y'all have yeah. a perfect setup here. You all play, and I'll go do something cool. Shh, no, it's perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, yeah, of yeah. course, of course. Um, yeah, I, I'll go. I just, I mean, I've been playing a lot of Dota two, of course. Uh, yes, our charts. I have looked at the Dota buff charts, Alex, and it is funny to see it because it's like a whole bunch of color. Where it's showing you play like a bunch of games and wins or losses, and then it's just nothing, nothing, just a big blank <laughs> section of the chart, and then it was just ramped back up. I I love Dota. It's like the most complicated yet most intriguing game I think I have ever played. It's just there's just so much to it, so many characters, so many ways to approach things, and when you have a good team fight, literally nothing beats that. Especially when you're playing against a team that you feel like outclassed by. If you can somehow out team fight them, out angle them, out whatever, it's very, very satisfying. Some might say it's the greatest game ever made. Some might say. I do want to point out one you thing. Might say. I did the math because Travis and I were talking. Yeah. We have 465 hours less time played combined than Alex does total. <laughs> <laughs> Alex played a little Dota. Yes, just a you little gotta, bit. Okay, you gotta go look at because <laughs> I, I mean, not, not all that is is actual play time. You gotta go you look know, at. It's like not the... fair to go off of hours. Go off of like money spent. That's a better. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Good point, Jake. And Good Dota point. Buff, valid point. And Dota Buffett calculates your actual hours played, like based off of the time of the matches. So that's excluding like <laughs> sitting in the client waiting for people to get on or whatever oh yeah so you're I saying see. that's what's contributed to all your hours it's just <laughs> waiting on others well, waiting that, on your or friends like, <laughs> or like i'll leave it on mistakenly or you know i'll be what you doing gambling and that's that's a while uh-huh. on the other end of the spectrum aaron and i combined are only 450 hours above alex <laughs> <laughs> you must not have that many hours in dota i'm 2,404. Holy crap. Alex, you have Lord. that many hours in Dota? Because <laughs> you, you have... 5, 000, I have man. over 3,000. Yeah, you have 3,324. 0.5 to be exact. Good. And how many hours did Aoi say he played Dota? <laughs> we think we talked about this two weeks ago, but... He said 40,000. <laughs> Professional just player. incredible. Yeah, That's I mean... crazy. Alex has 5,277.7. I'm pretty sure he's just counting Dota one time also in that Right. Mm-hmm. Probably. Because it's I mean it's essentially the same game. They just ported I mean, it. if he has played forty thousand hours since Dota two came out in two thousand thirteen, no, two thousand twelve, eleven, somewhere in there. That's still a lot of commitment over ten year yeah. period. Um so yeah, I've been playing some Dota. I also got back into uh Neon Abyss. I've put quite a few hours in it over the last two weeks. 
Um, if you've never played Neon Abyss, it is a roguelike action platformer. It's kind of like a mixture between Enter the Gungeon and Binding of Isaac. Um, it, it you you play as part of the Grim Squad that Hades has recruit, recruited to go get hell back for him from all of mm-hmm. these quote unquote new gods. Um, which, by the way, the new gods uh, they have they're pretty cool names. It's like the um, Tick and Talk, the god of mobile videos, or Sam and Sung, the god of screens, oh or God. Chain and Block, so, the god of Bitcoin. By good names, you mean horrible awful. names. Oh, yeah. Awful, Absolutely awful, awful names. Uh, but you Bitter fight coin. through these new gods, you defeat them, and then you go face the managers, which is like the same set of gods. So the first four dungeons, you'll face a random god out of the big group of what they call the new gods, and then you face the managers from level five on. Um, they've made quite a few updates to the game. They have like 60-plus guns. They have uh, over 500 pickups now, including pets. Um, they've made uh, some um, item sets now that you can pick up and gain special abilities. They also have pet merges. So if you pick up the right sets of pets, they merge into like a new, more powerful pet, which is kind of cool. Um, and the newest thing they they launched is the, uh, the Call of Hades update, which when you beat the final god, Prometheus, you get invited back into like... it's a, Hades has a room above the bar. It's like a club entrance. And you go talk to him for a minute, and he's like, yeah, so listen... Uh, I know you've beaten everybody. I want to change the game a little bit. So we're going to introduce you to the dev. And then if you want to, you can unlock some special things with it. So you find this secret door and you open it and you walk inside and you're literally outside of the game world, standing inside of a different room where there's a guy writing code on a computer. And then you get cheat codes from him and you can change the way the game works, which is just kind of fun. That's cool. That's um, pretty rad. Yeah. The game, it's it's just really cool. I have not played through... I probably but a few times and had a similar build. Most of the time, it's so dramatically different um, from the item pickups to the weapons. And it's just fun. There's a whole bunch of unlocks, too. They've added almost 10 screens worth of uh, upgrades is what they call them. You unlock those with all of the coins you get from the bosses. So you can change again rooms, game mechanics, um, special rooms. It's very, very Binding of Isaac in terms of room layout and boss fighting. Very good game. Um, they also added three new gods with, too. Yeah, what is up with Greek gods and roguelites? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't. Well, these I guys mean, like they have some connection to the actual Hades developers, right? No, I was confused. Super giant. I had to go like read the story, but it's just oh. literally. Thank you, Chad, for that chart of <laughs> Dota colors. Turn me on playing. Uh, I had to go read the story. That's why, I, like, he, the guy who invites you to go down to the dungeon is Hades. Ah, uh. so he's the one that's talking about how he's decided to make some changes, some adjustments to the the dungeons, if you will. That's not okay, even unrelated from Supergiant. Un- unrelated, yeah. Yeah, okay. unrelated. Um, but really cool game. Uh, try it out if you haven't played it. It's, um, it's just a fun roguelike. Let's uh, talk about a couple other things in Games World. Number one, one thing that multiple of us have played. Uh, 12 Minutes came out last week, I think on Friday. A game which at least I have been waiting on, and I know several others for, I don't know, three, four years. We see it at PAX on occasion. I don't even know, has there ever been an actual demo at PAX, or do we just like see footage of 12 minutes? I don't know. I've never played it, that's for sure. Yeah, I don't know that I've ever played it. Anyway, um, 12 minutes. Trailers. Let's talk about this for a minute. This game is kind of interesting. Uh, I have mixed emotions, mixed feelings. Uh, I have completed it. Alex completed it. Chad completed it. Caleb, have you played through? No. no? I haven't touched it. 
Jake Owen, I'm assuming no. I, I haven't touched it because I was waiting for your review. <laughs> um, so the game takes place. It's kind of like a top down. You're playing this guy. He basically walks into his apartment and then he's in a 12 minute loop and you have to figure out what's going on. You interact with things in the apartment. You talk to people and you try to solve the puzzle. And at some point you either get you either die or you wait too long or you leave your apartment and the loop resets and you're right back where you started. I really uh, appreciate the leaving the apartment to reset the loop. Right? Yeah. <laughs> That's like an excellent <laughs> to manually reset it. Yeah. Uh, You're like, shoot, I screwed up the order. Let me leave the apartment and restart this. A um, couple things about this game. Uh, from my perspective, um, the graphics are pretty lackluster. It like I, I feel like it's using all of my graphics card for some reason. <laughs> but there is nothing in this game. They have made six rooms total and it's just you and one other person usually walking around like not even a lot of things that are interactable uh you can, you can interact with not a lot of i don't it's it's very minimal i don't know what took them five years to develop it my guess is it's just literally the decision tree that's pretty much it because everything else in this game is the decision, decision tree isn't even that extensive. That should have been yeah. five not, years. Alex made a point. He's, he was talking about like the graphics. Like so, I said, it looks kind of like The Sims, like top-down Sims. At one point, you're sitting at a table eating food, and he like dunks his spoon into the food. No food disappears. He picks up the mug. He like shoves it in his face. The water disappears. It's not even like it's yeah. It's like I bad Sims animations, and like transitions between animations are real janky. So like she's walking smoothly and then all of a sudden she'll stop and like po- t-pose for a second not actually t-pose but like stop stands completely still and then like jerk into like a sit down motion <laughs> and then that animation smooth to sit down it feels like in that respect it's like way less polished than it should be considering how long it took them to make the game uh-huh you hand like an item to somebody and instead of them holding the item and t- like while they're talking about it, they just put it in their pocket yeah, they they like reach their hand out and swipe it, and the item disappears. Oh, okay, all right, cool, cool. Lots uh, of little little polish things like that that are kind of off. And then I think I think the general like content amount, like it's just it's a really short game. What did the devs say the the like, total playtime was? Yeah, before I yeah. <laughs> hope so. Before oh. how long to beat and everything came out, I was trying to look up what their estimations were, and they were saying eight hours, and it's nowhere close to eight hours. It it took most of us around four hours, I think. I completionist. I think I got every achievement, even though yeah, it's not got, showing up on you Steam. Got everything I got in four hours. Every achievement in less than oh, four he, hours. So he says. I I I, <laughs> I played it. I think my playtime was like a little over three hours, and I had yeah. completed one of the endings. It does not sound like an eight-hour game. No. no. Also, if it actually took me eight hours to do that, I'd be so frustrated because I was already mm-hmm. getting frustrated towards the end because like. It, it it's one of those things where it gets to the point where it's like, all right, what little small thing do I have to tweak to get this yeah. sequence to progress another step? What because I'm not doing the exact right order. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you figure out the major things, and you're like, I'm so close. What is the last thing I need to well, get this e- to to go? And it's not even that you have like you necessarily have to get uh, like know the steps, but you also need to know like where a specific thing needs to be in order to make those steps progress. Cause so, they, yeah. like, for instance, there's a photograph, like a Polaroid on the, on the refrigerator at one point, And you're trying to show this guy of this picture. If it's in your pocket, 
He will not look at it. You just click, cl- keep clicking on him, and you're like, sir, 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 <laughs> sir, sir. It's got a, if- it's got a real good Jason moment. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Gosh. In two different a- aspects, there's one point where you can lock yourself to sir, and all you can do is t- click on the guy, and he's like, sir, 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 sir. And there's another way you can lock yourself to babe. Yeah. Where you're trying to talk to your wife, and you're like, babe, babe, babe. And it's like, <laughs> I don't know if you guys felt this way, but at, at certain points, you would find out new information. And so your tone of voice would change in the vo- voice acting yeah. while you're like discussing mm-hmm. with, with your wife. And then it would go right back to a previous yeah. con- like voice. And I'm like, I was jarred because I'm like, it's all right, so we're, we're emotional now. Because they, re- goes- they mix and match voice lines of like stuff that you knew before and stuff you find out later. And the tone is different, and then they mix and mix and match them in the same like paragraph or sentence, even kind of weird. But it's like not good so far, guys. And so it's like you you'll be there and you'll be like, oh my gosh, like I'm so sorry, and then you'll be like, so I gotta tell you this, and it's like, <laughs> what just happened? <laughs> it's. Yeah. I think those things. I mean, if it were a if it were an eight twelve hour game, I, I would give this a definite two thumbs down, but. The fact that it's less than four hours, it's a cool concept. Um, learning what you're doing in the loop and then revisiting it and changing it slightly, adjusting it. Alex is right. It does get old quickly. So if it was a much longer game, it would be annoying and I would not have completed it. But yeah. I at least liked the story until basically the very end. Yeah, I heard the <laughs> ending was really bad. I've seen a lot of reviews talking about I, how bad the ending. Uh, hate, I, there's like four <laughs> endings. I hate all of them. They're all terrible. Wow. <laughs> The, yeah. The, if right. you don't mind us ruining it, we'll tell you what the what the ending is, essentially. I mean, I it sounds like a game that I'm not going to play, so the the simple is it's all in your head. Mm, yeah. That's it. They they wipe everything away lost. by just and, saying and every it's ending in it's in your head in a different way. Yes. Mm. <laughs> and it makes me so angry that the entire story is essentially meaningless. Like they just cop out at the end and they're like, "Oh yeah, actually nah." None also, small okay. strange detail here. <laughs> You're not going to play it, so it doesn't really matter. But st- small strange detail. Your wife turns out actually your sister. Oh. What? Yeah, it's a good time. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, But you are like, you're losing it, right? So it's all in your head, and you've convinced yourself that you're just married, not that mm. you were siblings in the past and were part of this traumatic event that changed they, your perspective also uh, i mean now that we're just telling everything that another thing that pissed me off is the game is not a 12 minute <laughs> loop it's a 10 minute loop that's true it is a 10 minute loop the other I, two I minutes think, come from a different part i don't think so i think the first two minutes are you well sorry it is a 10 minute loop but the first two minutes are you coming up the elevator and then walking into your apartment but you never get to play those minutes over again mm, i guess it, it, it seems could to me like a, a, a like a weirder version of what is it? The Outer Worlds. Is the that Outer Wilds? Okay, Outer don't say anything Wilds. about that game because I've been heavily considering playing it lately after playing it's this and being really disappointed. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's it's very I good. It's really good. And and I did like playing it, but I also remember being extremely frustrated playing it when I was like, okay, so I figured this thing out. And I and I know I got to figure out this puzzle, and I know I'm over here, and just trying to figure out the order to get to the ending was a pain in the ass. Actually, I bought that the other day; it was on sale. So 
so I, it's, you're gonna play it anyway so who cares I, I, think, I will say i think i like like 80 percent of this game mm-hmm. to be fair well i think endings the ending ruins it i think the ending actually ruins the game so you just play 80 percent. i don't of the know game that it, and be like all right i got the end I don't know that it ruins it, but I don't like that they chose that to just like brush away literally everything. Where, okay, what? I must have missed one of the endings if, because I don't, I never saw that it was all in his head. I mean, that's the. Because I got credit endings. Yeah, you have to make the logical leap that none of the other stuff is real because of what happens in like the library. Like, the timeline, first of all, doesn't make sense at all if you think that it all actually happened. Because right. supposedly that scene is supposed to happen eight years in the past. But Except yet for you... they're, they're talking about things that happen in the present, though. Yeah. I think, I think it... that right there makes it even worse that I just have no <laughs> idea. Because like, I, I assumed they were just poorly writing how the how everything, like how the father died and how she got to New York and how like I just thought it was all poorly written no and, and then well, also, the timeline doesn't matter if it's literally the, all in his head the cop and the father slash therapist are the same character except for yeah, true. not but they're both yeah, voiced by true. Willem Dafoe god this is even worse wait they're not the same character but they're both voiced by Willem but Dafoe they're, they're the same like entity I guess you could say like he's he's projecting that image of the person to be like the cop figure in his fantasy. <laughs> okay. Man. That's another thing. Voice actors in this game, Willem Dafoe, Daisy Ridley, and James McAvoy, which also, I could I, I could listen to the main character's voice a hundred times and I would not be able to tell you that's James McAvoy. No, it doesn't sound like him. Not even one bit. I don't, I don't know, know that what... he has that, you know, recognizable voice. I, don't, I feel like I could, I don't know. I don't even know that I could tell that it was Willem Daisy Willem Dafoe Ridley. obviously does. Well, did you... My impression was Willem Dafoe's good. And yeah. the other two, I feel like they could have gotten any video game voice actor and actress and been fine. Probably. And it yeah. wouldn't have made a difference. I think my, my biggest holdup with this game um, is because they only have built six rooms in five years. Not everything you can interact with. I should be able to do literally anything I want inside of these rooms inside of the loop. But I am yeah. stuck. You cannot open a window. You cannot open. You cannot turn on the faucet. You can't open the oven. You can't. There's so many things you just cannot do. You're so restricted, so limited. And then you, at one point you even get a phone. You really can't do anything with the phone until you find other people's phone number. You can't just dial random numbers and call them. You can call nine one one. You don't have a contact you call, list. You don't even have your own phone number. You don't even <laughs> have your own phone. Yeah. yeah. The only thing it shows you on the phone is like recent text messages. There's like five of them. And yeah, does it show anything? There's another screen. What does it have on there? Just the dialer. That's yeah. the other screen. The dialer. That's it. Very, very progressive. And phone. you supposedly I mean, have a phone. So that's the other confusing part to me. You have a phone somewhere. You have the option to call yourself. And you and it rings and your answering machine picks up. But I don't know where your phone is. It's nowhere. Know. It's not in the game. I don't know. You have to find and steal your wife's phone to be able to use a phone to f- solve the puzzle. I was frustrated with the... Re- repetitive line of all right let me prove it to you that i'm in a loop (laughs) click on on something oh the candle what about it oh you're right what about the painting what about it oh you're right 
Oh, that's when fun. you're when you're trying to prove that the you're bed. in time loop tour, yeah, you can click it? on like most oh, things, but none of them actually do anything, and it's that Gosh. that voice line. I, the radio—it's not, not sounding that great. I feel bad that we're trashing it so much because I think it's—I think it's actually <laughs> it's a, like it's, okay. it's a cool really concept. It's just I think its delivery was—I mean, if it was like I wouldn't say twenty-five dollars. If it was like ten, fifteen bucks, I'd say yeah. I get it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's too expensive. For a four-hour game, that's nine ninety-nine. Incredible, good soup. I, good yeah. soup. <laughs> I think so. The one thing that I liked, uh, well, I'm not the one thing I liked, but there is something that happened <laughs> when I was playing the game. It made me think a lot of the first Life is Strange for some reason, and I think it's just the mechanic of being able to like redo conversations. Mm. This mm. is like a less elegant way to go about it, I think. <laughs> Because you got to reset everything. Because you got to reset the whole day, but you get the same effect of like being able to redo conversations with people and choose different options and see how it turns out if that's the right outcome that you want and stuff like that. Yeah, it seems like that would have been a much nicer mechanic. If there's just one thing you're trying to figure out, you can try something, then just go back and try and then, it like again. rewind a little bit. Yeah, yeah, that seems just kind of cleaner instead yeah. of like, well, exactly. I screwed this yeah. up. I'm gonna walk out of the apartment and reset yep. the whole loop. I got all the way to what should have been the end of one of the endings. But I missed one step, and so I had to repeat the entirety of that loop again and make sure that I had that that one. And you can skip dialogue. Yeah, you can skip your own dialogue. But when other characters are talking, you cannot skip it. You just have to stand there. No sense if it's in your head. (laughs) If you're gonna go with that route, I should be able to just fast forward literally everything. It would also make playing through the loops so much better because like, like stuff, I said yeah. if you miss like for instance I didn't grab the pocket watch what were you thinking cool. and yeah, so I, I got all the way to the end piece. boom I was screwed on that ending and or I had to redo it the classic is I okay he needs to see the freaking photograph to understand that you know he's wrong so you take the photograph to show him when he shows up <laughs> and he and then your wife goes you gotta look it's at the photograph. It's on the fridge. And he walks over to the fridge and it's not there. And he's like, there's no photograph. And then he kills you both. Yeah, he's like, you're like, sir, sir, sir. Meanwhile, he's coming down and he strangles you. Oh. Yep. Mine was and it's like, well, crap. Mine was, I'll get you, I'll get you the, the, the pocket watch because it's incredibly valuable and you're you know, stuff's happening. Uh let me go to the bathroom to get it. I see what you're doing. Punch in face. Like, what where did that go? Like, what? <laughs> oh, no. We were just in, in an understanding. Like we were we were Oh uh, I got in one loop where I told well, one last thing I'll say before we move on. One loop where I, I told his daughter on the phone what he was planning on doing. And she called him and he was like, Okay, I won't do that. And he got in the elevator and he left. And then I was just standing there with my wife. Yeah. And nothing looks- happened. There are like some things that they built so, in the game that are pretty funny that they let you do. Like that you can, one, you can get inside the apartment, and then before your wife realizes you're there, you just hide in the closet and you just wait for the <laughs> cop to show up and you just watch him, just like, you know, kill her. <laughs> and you're just like, yep, just in the closet. So the one that Aaron was specifically talking about—that's actually a hidden achievement called Groundhog. Uh, Groundhog's there, whatever. Which, what you do is you just continue the day like normal. Like, if you would have just got the dessert, opened the present, and right. went to bed. And then it gives you, and then it restarts, like, you're, you're basically in bed, you're falling asleep, boom, it restarts the day. <laughs> and it gives you the achievement. <laughs> okay, alright. Speaking of... I, pr- uh, I would have had it, but... Speaking of McAvoy, 
Uh, did you guys see the story that ran this week about how he um, was so obsessed with Oblivion that he had to uh, microwave his game discs mm-hmm. because he to was stop playing. playing it. Yeah, because yeah. he was playing it so much. It, apparently, <sighs> he had some day that he like started playing Oblivion and he was like, oh, I'm gonna only going to play a couple hours. And then like he played until 5.15 in the morning and his car to pick him up to go to the movie shoot was at six. Right. And oh, after, no. after that, he was just like, "I I can't do this," and so he had to nuke the his uh man discs. So we imagine those it. discs to oblivion. Imagine playing on discs. Imagine. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, imagine if he had the digital download instead. Oh, man. <laughs> and just take uh, out his hard drive and smash it with a hammer. That's like the equivalent. Uh, like if he would have done that, that's like the equivalent of the. Like quitting the alcohol TikToks that I see where they pour it in the sink and then they pick up a glass that they poured it into. <laughs> Speaking Amazing. of Oblivion, uh, major news during QuakeCon, they announced that Skyrim is getting released again. Okay. Excellent. Right. What this time? Uh, it is the 10th anniversary edition, going to be released on November 11th, 2021. And it will be available on PS5 and Xbox Series X. Oh. Is Skyrim even popular? Excuse me, but... <laughs> uh, wait, most important part, though. They have yeah. added yeah. fishing to the game. Oh! I'm yeah, sure they did a great job with it. new content, guys. <laughs> game is complete now! We can go back uh, and play it again! Is Skyrim originally a PS3 360 title? Yes, yes it is. So, mm-hmm. so it's, it's the second generation half that it's making yep yep yes awesome i mean like gta bethesda is going to continue to sell this game until they just cannot sell copies anymore yeah like don't get me wrong it's not a bad game skyrim and gta 5 are really competing (laughs) you see who can do it for the longest yeah who can do it for the longest I, I feel like there's, like, this thing that, like, Nintendo always makes a Mario game, and so these guys were like, well, yeah, we'll just make a GTA for every console <laughs> as well. But the difference there is, like, Nintendo makes a new Mario game. Mm, they, they lost they, that they, they in translation. That, yeah, in, in the <laughs> translation from Japanese to American, and they're just like, nah, fuck it, we can just do the same game every console. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. yep, yep. Amazing. How many copies of Skyrim get sold still? Probably uh, a good amount. You know, I, I, I give them shit. I own three different copies of Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and what I've are you doing? I've got one on my Switch, I've got one on my Xbox when it originally came out, and then I got one on PC. So, like, I give them shit, but at the same time, I am part of the problem. The only yeah. way I play Skyrim I anymore is Nexus Mod Manager. Yeah. I mean,. This article was published on, uh, let's see, the 22nd, so four days ago, and it says, as of today, Skyrim has sold over 30 million copies. 30 million. I don't think that's, like, in terms of highest-selling games of all time, I don't think that's, like... No. Probably not. Probably not. I think GTA V is, like, over 100 or something. Over 100 million. Does it matter if you could just control c control v and like you're done and you you now have another console that you're selling on yeah. chad we got 
Fishing. It's a new game. Oh my god. <laughs> GTA five GTA five passed 150 million copies. 150 million. How many of that is uh people getting banned and rebuying a copy? Definitely <laughs> 50 million. <laughs> I mean, if they sold all those copies of GTA five that's uh, MSRP, that's nine billion dollars. All right, so I, you can make I, another GTA. Well, Star Citizen, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I've been starting to see more people being like, when is the new Elder Scrolls coming out? And every time I see somebody being like that, I'm like, you realize we still have a whole nother game to ship before they even start on that, right? <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, it's a long time until that game comes out. I mean, it's been almost 10 years since they it released will, one. That will be the next generation console. I I don't think, like, I think that's it's going to be like on the same engine still as as like Starfield and stuff like that. <laughs> of course like, it will. I don't understand. I don't understand Bethesda really. I don't either. They do their own thing. Uh, Owen. Yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about Cowboy. Yeah, Cowboy, uh, also known as a character in Overwatch that we can no longer call their name. Uh, yeah. Uh, it was announced uh, actually, I believe, earlier today that um they're officially renaming uh, a specific character that might have a high noon ability mm. um he has a first a, name jesse jesse oh yeah that's good yeah so jesse will be renamed uh and uh they because his last name apparently is part of the reason why activision and blizzard is uh under investigation in the first place right it's named after one of the top guys that Whatever they are, I don't know. Yeah, CEO, CFO, something. And, yeah. and so they were like, hey, we're going to remove this person from our game, which is awesome. Cool. Thank you. Uh, they also said, hey, we're going to stop naming characters after, uh, you know, people inside of our company, which just generally, yeah, it seems like a Probably good, good practice. Yeah. yeah. I was really hoping this. you would just leave it at they're going to stop naming characters. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I thought that's where you're going to go. This is too. the cowboy this week, guy. This is the cowboy. <laughs> yeah. This week it's Soldier. They're just gonna have like <laughs> archetype. <laughs> Soldier seventy six is a character in Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they kind of did already start it. Yeah. Man, it's kind of like Dota, where everybody has like an actual character name, but most of the time you just call them by their like their, title. Their title. Yeah. Uh. Mm, uh. That's like fifty percent of the characters. Then you have other characters like Luna. Lena. I guess I guess it is like half and half when you call them by their strange. name or their title. It's very strange that they do that. Marana or Priestess of the Moon, like yeah. I don't know why that's the case. And then you have Axe, weird, who's just an inanimate object. <laughs> Axe is Axe, wielded by know. a random guy. Correct. You don't even know his name. And then you have Techies. Why do you have to bring up no, techies, you don't. Chad? There's literally you don't no reason to talk about techies. <laughs> Remove techies. Sign my position. My, my position. Worst, worst character. Sign my position. Hey, Jake, let's talk about a board game. Can we? Oh, yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, have you guys heard of this game called Villainous? It's a Disney board game. Yes. yes. I haven't yes. seen it, but I haven't played it. Is it good? What, what, I, please tell so me I more. played it for the first time, I guess at this point, like two weeks ago, something like that. It was a while mm-hmm. ago. It it's really cool conceptually, right? So you each play. It's up to like four players, I think. Actually, it might be all the way up to six, something like that. Uh, but you each play like a different Disney villain, 
And what I really like about it is each villain has a totally different objective that they're trying to accomplish. So, like, I played Captain Hook. So my whole goal was to find Peter Pan and fucking murder him. <laughs> you know, like in the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then someone else was playing Prince John from Robin Hood, and his whole goal was just to get a whole bunch of money. Like, once he hit a certain amount of money, the next time his turn came around, he would win. And that's really cool because each each person is doing like a totally different thing and it kind of ties back into their character. And I think that's really, really cool. Gameplay wise, I wasn't really sold on it. Um, mm. I've only played it once, so this might have been like a case of not knowing the rules the first time. So I kind of just played sloppy. So I didn't have a great time rules wise, mm. but it felt kind of like so like, again, I played Captain Hulk, right? And so it's like, until Peter Pan is out, I'm kind of aimless. I kind of don't have a lot to do. Like, I, I get cards, and unless they're like, search through your deck to try to find Peter Pan, I'm just kind of wasting time. And that kind of sucks. And there's, there's also not a lot of interplay between people. You're pretty much independent. Uh, so uh -huh. the way it works, you have like a villain deck and a hero deck. Each character has their own. And so I can go and I can flip a card on like, you know, on Hades' hero deck. And something bad will happen to them. But, like, I can't play one of my own cards on Hades to mess him up. I can just be like, oh, something generically bad might happen over there. Weird. Yeah, it's it's a very isolated kind of Bunch way of to play. Bunch of people all sitting around playing single-player card games together. I mean, that is, that's yeah. pretty much how it feels, right? Weird. Like, there is, I mean, there's that prevents... one... I was just going to say, there's the one element of being able to be like, oh, I think that person's going to win, so let me mess with them. Yeah. And it does mean that each person's deck is specifically geared towards them. So, like, for Prince John, right, who's trying to get a bunch of money, he has a lot of card, he has a lot of hero cards that are like, oh, take away some of his money. Whereas, like, if everybody had their own, it's like, oh, take away money. Well, that's not going to do shit to Hades or Ursula, you know? Yeah. It does kind of prevent the issue that you run into in Munchkin, where yeah. everyone's trying to end the game and everyone is stopping everyone else from ending the game. Yeah, that is very true. Or, um, what's the well, unicorns? Unstable unicorns. Unstable game? unicorns. Yeah, same, yeah. Same, same idea. Same problem. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it is good on that way, but like Alex said, it does feel a lot like everyone's just sitting around playing a single player board game together. Yeah. Which like I mean maybe that's fine. It's definitely I think it's aimed at kind of a younger audience, so that might also be part sure. of it. Like you don't have just like oh I've decided that you can't win, so I'm gonna just ruin your game now. Um, I feel like that's just the thing with that type of game. When everybody's playing their own, like I think about Root. Uh, I don't sure. know if you guys ever played Root, but uh, yeah. similar concept. Like everybody's playing their own game. I mean, you are interacting, but not really. I mean, you're kind of just doing your own the, thing. In the last game we played, nobody interacted with my <laughs> right at race. all. Um, it makes me think of Splendor too. Uh, yeah. Sure. Uh, yes. Yeah, you don't really interact with the other players. You're kind of just playing your own game. Kinda you can, weird. like, the only thing you can do in Splendor is, like, if you realize somebody's going to go for something, you can just, like, steal it, I guess. That is true. Try to take it before they do. Yeah, I don't, like I said, I only played it once, so I, I really want to try it again, try a different character, take yeah. another run at it, because concept-wise, it's so freaking cool. And mm -hmm. they have all these expansions, so they've added, like, a bunch of new villains, yeah. there's a freaking Marvel expansion, and what's cool about that is there's a shared hero deck now, 
because oh. it's like a shared universe. I thought yeah. that was like really clever. That's and then good. like Thanos is in there and he has to get infinity stones from all the other villains. <laughs> I'm like, neat. ah, like stuff like that makes me go like, man, that is such a cool idea. I want to play that. I actually um, own Villainous. I just haven't played it. Do you, what? <laughs> play it and tell me what you think about it. Yeah, yeah I, guess, I guess so. Yeah, I think it's no, in oh Caleb's house in a box somewhere. There. Everyone else play it and tell me if it's good or not. We'll try it out. Because I'm torn. Janae's been wanting like, to try it too. So I do like the asymmetric objective yeah. games. I think they're a lot of fun, usually. Mm-hmm. Also, the expansions all seem to be like 20 bucks, which is a very <laughs> compelling price point for mm, me. Yeah. You can get freaking Yzma from Emperor's New Groove. Oh, and nice. That's the fun. most surprising one I saw, you can get, I don't even know his name, the bad guy from Black Cauldron. Oh. What? Yeah, he's, huh. you can buy an expansion that has him in it. And I was like, why did they put a Black Cauldron <laughs> character in here? Nobody likes that movie. I used uh, to have nightmares about that guy when I was a small child. Did you? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, this, I mean, maybe maybe you could have nightmares about it as an adult, too. The other game that I was thinking about that probably fits that mold is Scythe. Uh, yeah, when you Scythe, play Scythe, yeah. you a literally nice... only play by yourself. Mm. You just, you don't play with anybody else. And it's just, it's weird. Yeah, I like I, the ones that are like that, but you interact more. Like Vast, Vast you, have, very you can actually impact people pretty strongly. You can't mm-hmm. like focus. Not everybody can focus somebody to prevent them from winning, but right. you can interact in some way. I also wanted to mention, we haven't had, I went, I went back and looked through our past podcast. We haven't talked about it, but we've played several rounds of Nemesis, which I was thinking uh, about bringing that up. is a game that Caleb bought a while back. Did you kickstart it? Yeah, they had like a they did a Kickstarter for well, they did a Kickstarter for an expansion. And part of it was you could get the base game. Yeah, because it's Um, it's hard to get or it's really expensive. Otherwise, is a super cool uh, space survival game. One to five players, I would say is maybe one of the more atmospheric games I've ever played. Everything in the game, rules, mechanics, everything is just dripping in what the atmosphere is, which is very much just alien. Mm-hmm. The movie. Wow. Um, you're basically playing a game against these aliens who have invaded your ship and everybody has uh, two objectives, which you discard one about halfway through the game. Once I think it's either once uh, or it's once the first actual alien pops up, then you discard yeah. one of your objectives um, and your objectives include a number of things, but you either have to escape on an escape pod get the ship to get back to Earth by putting in the correct hyperspace coordinates. And there's always something else, too. It's like a hidden objective that you have to accomplish. Maybe it's only, you're the only person to survive, or uh, you explore all the rooms, or you make the ship go to Mars. Or you kill Nobody another knows. one of the players. Or you kill another player. So it's um it's a very cool game. I enjoyed both the times we played it, and I thought it it's solid. It feels... um. Like the thing, uh, except it yeah. subtracted that element of hidden trader, which, or at least a lot of it, and I'm okay a with lot that. Of it. Yeah, it's it's not a social deduction game anymore. Mm-hmm. In this one, there is a little yeah. bit of people can be traders, but it's it's way more minimal. Yeah. Um, I wanted to talk about a couple things in uh, film related world too. Uh, first and foremost, what if we have now had three episodes of what if? And if you guys are not watching what if. First of all, Derek's going to say shame on you because he would be very upset. He watched it, I feel like, literally the moment something with Marvel drops, the man is streaming it somehow. <laughs> uh, but if you haven't watched it, watch it. It's really cool. Um, it's basically a 
The concept is that there is the Watcher and that he sees alternate versions of reality. What if one thing was changed? What if this happened versus this? Um, I think the first episode was pretty... We, we discussed the first episode. We did. Uh, mm-hmm. But the second and third episodes were... Boy, I feel like that what if is like a pretty major change. The second episode <laughs> focuses on T'Challa being Star-Lord. And the Which third is... episode... Focuses so on yeah, that is a big what if. It's uh, a big F. The third episode basically focuses on the death of all the Avengers. Yeah, oh. that before, was not that big of a what if. I feel before like. they become the Avengers. Oh, that's pretty big. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. that's pretty big. And it, and it just you know I, after watching the three, I feel like so far the best what ifs are the ones that. Are, str- are are going farthest away from the movie. Yeah. Like the the one with T'Challa being part of the Guardians of the Galaxy. Yes. They they are not copying any beats of any of the previous movies. It is straight up just an entire and fantastical story of just what would it be like to have this charismatic guy being Star-Lord? And it's mm-hmm. fantastic. It is such a good episode. And then to follow it up with this one of just being like, hey, the events of, like, Thor, Iron Man 2, and then uh, and Hulk, but all slightly different. It's just kind of like, eh? Like, I don't know. Really? I... Was, I, I I I, de- I definitely thought it was an interesting story, but I definitely felt like the more interesting part of that story happens at the end and they don't dive into it. Because, like, screw yeah. the mystery of how all of them are dying. The most fascinating thing is the reveal of who killed them all and then directly into Loki being the leader of earth and both captains being as the now the team of the avengers yeah which that is where i want the episode to start like you want to pick up there like let's fast forward through all the avengers deaths and let's just pick up right at the end of the episode and and they'd even do such a good job of like they have like a montage of like how this person kills all of the avengers and i was like perfect that is exactly where you start. You ex- you start with the reveal of who killed them. You show the montage to see all of the Avengers dead. You see Loki taking over Earth. And then Captain America and Captain Marvel starting a new team and taking out Loki. That's your story. And that is way more interesting than what we got. I think... Uh, Derek and I were talking about this earlier today, but I think the original concept for this was to mirror the first 20 movies in the MCU timeline and take each one of those and put a what if scenario up next to it. I think that's probably since, I mean, it changed at some point. I know they were supposed to originally do 10 episodes of the first season and 10 in the second and COVID slowed some of that down. But um, I think that's why maybe they've taken it and made a major adjustment. Like they've compressed it into, all right, let's take a bunch of these different stories and plug them into the same thing and make it a, a, a wild what if. What if all of the Avengers died and we had to make it? I, I mean, I don't know. I still like the story. I think you're probably right. Uh, there wasn't a bunch of like new storytelling in it. It was mostly just like, here's the story that happened in these movies. The very end of that story component in the movie, it's different because that character dies. Also, then yeah. let's go to the very end of the movie or very end of the episode. Last five minutes are like new content. And, and I think that's the thing is when they're doing new content, it's the most interesting. Like I liked seeing... Uh, Peggy take over and be Captain America, but mm-hmm. the 
oh, hey, it's all of Captain America, but just Peggy instead was not that interesting. Mm. Like, the best... I don't know, I really liked it. I, I, I mean, I like Peggy Carter as, as a character, and I liked seeing her there, but I was just like, I would have much rather have seen this, you know, have, like, more of a story of, like, okay, what if Peggy Carter's leading the Avengers? Mm. That might have been cool. Uh, we should also probably mention here one kind of crazy thing. Uh, the Spider-Man No Way Home trailer has yeah. topped 355 million views in a 24-hour um, period, which is about 75 million more views than they got for Avengers Endgame trailer. I tweeted about this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you? Yeah, I'm pissed. Why? I, back a while ago, heard a rumor that there was not going to be a trailer until the movie dropped. And I was like, I'm for this. We all know Spider-Man is going to do well, regardless of a trailer or not, in theaters. Yep. yep. We already have the rumors of it being a multiverse, having different Spider-Man in it. You know, everybody's always like, oh, I saw this person on set here. Like, cool. That You can't get around hearing that. I was really... Hoping. That spoke for me just now. I had not heard that. Oh, okay. Well, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. So I was really hoping that we would get all the way to the movie once in our lifetime without a trailer dropping, and then we not have like, and I I haven't even seen the trailer. I'm avoiding it like the Don't plague, watch and I'm the I'm avoiding Do not watch the trailer. Everything about it. I swipe on TikTok and I get to the Spider-Man trailer, and I'm like, swipe, like no. So. <laughs> I just, the, the trailer is just, there's a Hans movement that happens where, you know, you, you go into Fast 9 and you're supposed to be wowed by the fact that Hans alive. Uh-huh. But you already but, know because you were spoiled by the trailer. Right. Alex saw that trailer yeah. for the first time the other night when we were watching some movie. I don't know what it was, but he was like, they reveal Hans in this trailer? Yeah. yeah. That's why I told what Alex way back idea. when, do not watch the trailer. <laughs> like, do, I know you don't watch trailers. Do not watch this trailer. And so I, I don't know. What like, a- what a cool moment to be in a theater and be like, holy crap, they actually brought Han back. I can't believe it. And like, what a lame moment for it to be like. That's oh, how excited I was. Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Zero Han's excitement. Here. Knew that from the trailer. I, I feel like it would have been like, I, I almost feel the marketing behind not releasing a Spider-Man trailer would actually get you more t- ticket sales than releasing a Spider-Man trailer and showing us whatever they've showed us. I would honestly or, be okay if they just dropped the time down from like three and a half minutes to just, let's only do teasers from now on. Yeah, yeah. teasers. That'd be great. Teasers, yeah. Market it without I, giving I, I, anything I just, away. Yeah, I just want to get a sense of what this movie's supposed to be so that I can decide if I'm interested in watching it. Granted, you guys, this type of movie, of course, I'm be interested in watching. Have you guys noticed the last few years that when you go to watch a trailer on YouTube or something like that, there's like a mini trailer that happens before the trailer? Yep. Mm-hmm. What is that? Like, we and, don't, and honestly, we don't have that enough... mini trailer is probably all you need to do. Just <laughs> yeah. give us that. It's like you don't have enough attention span to to last through the two minute trailer. So we gotta hook you with this <laughs> ten second like exciting it's prob- thing. It's probably only seven seconds. Yeah, that way you can stick around for Hey Peter and be like, oh my god. You know, so man. I can almost see like if it's something like Interstellar or something 
just out there that you this brand new man you don't like really that, know much about it i like that you brought up interstellar because my other suggestion was going to be hire christopher nolan to, <laughs> to make direct trailer. all trailers <laughs> right dude but you I have can... no idea what's going on in the movies ever it's gonna say you watch sure. them, so you're still not totally sure. So that's <laughs> yeah. good. I can get Maybe behind trailers for <laughs> I get behind trailers for those movies, but this is Spider-Man. We know what's going to be in this movie. Yeah. Like it's going to be Spider-Man trying to save the day. You don't need a trailer for this. <laughs> like I don't understand why you gotta spoil the little like nuggets you're gonna throw at us just because you wanna get like the I hype built. Know. I feel like it'd be know. more hype if you didn't release the trailer. <laughs> I wonder how directors of the films feel about it. Trailers in general? Or like trailers that reveal things. Yeah, because I bet they don't really have a say because it's like the marketing department probably comes at it and is like, we have to generate this amount of hype for this movie. Like, this is what we're going to put in the trailer. Listen, Mm -hmm. if I've learned anything being a marketing director, it's that the marketing department's stupid. (laughs) Uh They make a bunch of bad decisions. And if that's the case with trailers, I feel bad for the directors. Man. One other thing we should talk about in film world, um, and that is a I do really... teaser posters. I do, I, you I know, know. <laughs> like I do tweets. I'd even hire like some Twitch streamers just to talk about it. Think, like you don't but no, need no a trailer. trailer. <laughs> I think all huge budget movies should have like an elaborate ARG associated with them. And that's yeah. the only thing. Cloverfield yeah. style. Yeah. 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 Chef's kiss. <laughs> uh, so Netflix um, released a pretty cool anime, and it is called Voltron Legendary Defender. No, sorry, no. it is called Dota Dragon's Blood. No, oh sorry, gosh. it is called The Witcher: Nightmare of the Wolf. By the way, all three made by the same studio. Oh, look at that! You did a thing. Yeah, did a thing. A good a thing. thing. That was an impressive thing. Talk about Dota. That doesn't yeah. do much for me because I wasn't a big fan of the Dragon's Blood animation. Oh no! Like the animation itself. I think it's pretty uh, good. Not everybody has a correct opinion. <laughs> <laughs> it's that it's that scene when the dragons are fighting and literally the camera shakes, but the actual image doesn't change in any way whatsoever. Mm. I'm out. I'm out when that happens. Yeah, mm. that's not good. <laughs> Weren't those uh, dragons CG though? I don't, I don't I couldn't, remember. Maybe. I feel like I feel like some of the dragons mix a lot of CG, CG in it. They do mix a lot in that. Um, I watched the Witcher anime on Netflix. I didn't even know this was going to happen. I just saw it on Netflix. I was like, "Oh, that's a nice surprise!" And then I watched it all in one it's, sitting. I mean, it's a movie, so yeah. It's like Chad with the Outer Banks. <laughs> it's an hour <laughs> and a half long movie. movie. <laughs> oh, it's just a movie. All right, I just checking. Hour and a half long movie. So I watched that's, the that's hour and a half long, long movie. movie. Season two of the Outter Banks was. Like what, eleven hours? Yeah. <laughs> I think this movie's really good. It follows Vesemir, who, if you haven't played the game or whatever, is like the guy who taught Geralt. So it's like an in the past wow. sort of situation. He's like young Vesemir, and you get to see his trials and tribulations. Pretty fun time. Uh, the animation is not a still image with a shaky cam. That's good. So there you go. Yeah. There's actually like some pretty legit scenes towards the end and, and like combat and stuff like that that are pretty sick. Uh, a lot of gore, a lot of, you know, more mature witchery stuff going on. Uh, but yeah, I just wanted to I just wanted to leave a recommendation for it. I think it's pretty good. Um, 
If you also are interested in watching things that are, are good animation on Netflix, if you haven't watched Blood of Zeus, you should watch that. But also, Masters of the Universe Revelation just came out. I don't know if we have any fans here of uh, He-Man stuff, but it's very short season. It's only five episodes long. It's definitely a kid's show, but still. Is it at all connected to She-Ra? Uh, I'm, I'm, no, I'm not going to say anything care. about the series. <laughs> it, uh, they it... deviate a lot. I'll just, I'll just go there. Just because She-Ra is just so good. Yeah. And if you would have told me that this is somehow connected to that, oh, I'm in. I'll, I will watch it. It is the same studio that made Castlevania. And oh, okay. Never mind. I'm so, back in. <laughs> I mean, their, their animation is very good, um, but it's not in line with that as much because it is definitely, uh, you know, sold as a kid's show. He-Man, after all. Yeah. Oh, I man. she was the twin sister of He-Man, apparently. Mm-hmm. Because the Shira show is just amazing. Mm-hmm. Yes, Kayla. Uh Kill Annie's back with with Kobayashi's Dragon Maid. Oh yeah, their animation is so good. Mm-hmm. I just, oh my gosh, I'm amazed every time. They do such a good job. That's the best animation? Say. Would you say the it's, best animation? I, they do a really good job. I mean, I don't know. There's probably people that can beat them, but I don't know. You they're up there in the top. You for table beats them. I don't know. They're I'm really gonna... good too. Wait, I... who who made that movie you made me watch a while ago where there's a bunch of firefighters? What the Trigger. heck is the name of it? That's Trigger. Firefighters? Oh, that's Trigger. Trigger. <laughs> Trigger. Yeah. Frickin Trigger, a, man. Trigger's also up there. Promare. Yeah. There we go. Whew. Yeah. That was a struggle to bring to the front. Well, it's not firefighter fighters. <laughs> oh, firefighter <laughs> fighters. What a good game concept. Chat. Yeah, what's up? Let's end the podcast by talking about none other. <laughs> and where you get all of the best supplies to cook dinner, Sam's Club. Sorry, Costco. BJ, is that a is that a fact? Like, do you actually do you personally use Costco? Oh, I hundred percent. I use Costco. Alex, is he joking? Dude, I can't let me tell, tell right you right now. now okay. if no. he, he, says it, store, he says it like wait. he's a loyal ten year anniversary no, no, no. customer no, no. of Costco. Believe. They got a recent membership i didn't believe i was not uh, a believer now i am a believer listen uh, when you go to the store like a regular store like a target you know a whole foodies and you yeah. buy yourself a bag of dried mangoes that cost like eight dollars and you get six slices then right. you go to costco and you get yeah. a three pound bag of dried mangoes that thing right. will last forever and it's basically the same it'll last at least one day tangos. at least one day with so me. let me ask you a question aaron Yes, Chad. you ever walk out of there with a warm hot dog? Dude, their hot dogs are good. All right, so this is going to be a segment of an outro of marketing ads, things, and stuff. <laughs> oh, <laughs> okay. my God. Uh, Wait, are go you ahead. prefacing with the price of this said hot dog? Yeah, the price of this hot dog is okay. for, for the 20-ounce drink and the hot dog, it's $1.50. That's right. pretty good. Right? And the most important part is you can put the most amount of onions you have ever put on anything in your life on this hot dog because they have a machine that just freaking carves those onions so (laughs) it seems you guys know freaking carves them dude you just spin the handle and it's just pumping out (laughs) onion chunks they started selling hot dogs there in 1984 with the 20 ounce drink yep for a dollar fifty yep the ceo Said to the co-owner of the company, "Hey, 
Don't you dare touch the price of the hot dog or I will effing kill you. Figure it out. <laughs> and so they actually started producing their own hot dogs like in-house to keep the price down. They're losing money on this, but the CEO said, don't well, touch it, the price. Isn't it the same thing as their rotisserie chickens? They also like lose money yearly on the rotisserie chickens, but it's just like it, it was always that much money. And so it always will be that much money. I don't know. Sounds familiar. I feel like rotisserie chickens, people just line up for those at Costco because they're so good. Yeah, yeah, but that was the thing is like they're always like what like ten bucks or whatever. I mean, they're and, not very expensive. I know. Yeah, that. and like that was the thing is like it's it's always been ten dollars for that, and they were like, do not do not fuck with it. I love that he was just like, look, if there's one thing in the store, hot I want to make sure the hot dogs never break a dollar fifty. So on top of that. Costco sells more than four times the amount of hot dogs than MLB does. <laughs> Wait, what? What? <laughs> Major League Baseball? Yeah. The How? MLB stadiums sell four times less than Costco does. <laughs> I mean, I guess that Costco's is amazing. always open. Yeah, exactly. Still, you I mean, think I feel like, like everybody gets you think a dog baseball, hot dog, right? Baseball. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, wow. now it's now it's Costco hot dog. Hey, I'm not gonna lie. I... There's there's a Costco across the street, and you guys are making me feel like maybe I have missed out on something. That maybe... if don't if, get one right now. Listen, if the hot dogs aren't working out for you at Costco, let me tell you another place you can get a hot dog. Oh my God. Mob pants. Home Depot was not Home going Depot. there. I hate I hate everywhere this. I is hate gone. this podcast. No, the important part is you can get a hot dog if you go to Home Depot. Yeah, because they, they now back? have. Can you now? Oh yeah, they now have a cart for food. For contractors, and their hot dogs are two dollars and fifty cents, but they're gourmet. Is it kind of like open? that parking space that I know gourmet. for a fact you never paid for? Yeah. What? What? Is, what? is it kind of like that parking space that I know for a fact you never paid for? I don't even know what you're talking about. Uh, I have like, no idea you, what you're talking about. <laughs> you paid for this. You were just like, look at me. Yeah. You're just like, do I look like, like a professional? <laughs> do I look like a professional? Oh it says God. pro parking. Professional. Parking. Oh He's like, look at my hands. Look at the dust on me. Like, they're not going to say anything. <laughs> they're not going to question me. Of course they're not. I look like a professional. Costco's oh, pro rotisserie chickens are $5, and they've been that way since 2009. There you go. Apparently, to keep that price low enough, they have vertically integrated poultry production into their corporation. Yeah, they just... <laughs> See? They're like, man, we gotta pay more for this from outsourcing? Nah, let's just bring that in here. Let's just, come on. They make 40% of their own chickens and the rest come from other suppliers. They're directly competing with, like, Tyson. Hot prices are going up? Screw that. Let's pull it in. Let's let's make our own. Pretty soon they're gonna start making their own TVs. Man. (laughs) Exciting stuff, guys. Boxed wine, yes. Actually, if you're ever looking for, like, really good, really inexpensive alcohol, Costco's a great place to go. One thing a lot of people don't know, but... If you like vodka, their house vodka, Kirkland, is made by the people who make Grey Goose. So, if you want like a really nice vodka, that's where you hmm. go. Very inexpensive too. If you were questioning it on like you know because it's Costco making it, and you know maybe it's going to be like ninety eight percent beef, it's not. It's one hundred percent. Freaking right, one hundred percent beef vodka. <laughs> I thought it was one hundred percent beef chicken. Good lord. <laughs> Oh no! Uh, it's 100% beef dog. Oh, okay. 100% okay. beef vodka. All right. On that note, 
Uh, thanks so much for joining us. The and, dog uh, has gotten cool. even bigger since its debut. <laughs> Let's just... <laughs> please thanks stop. so much for joining you. We'll catch you next time. I said for joining you. Thanks so much for joining us. We'll catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Chad McCoslin, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on, one for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.